Hey guys, happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. I had a great one getting things settled here at the new house and getting things together. I can't wait to share more with you guys, everything going on here. The house is slowly coming along and it's so exciting. Today I have such an amazing guest. I have Ace who really shares such a vulnerable side of him, his story, his spiritual journey, how he started out serving in the military, all he learned, all he saw, and really like where he is now. And I met him through Amelia, you know, Amelia Love, who I've had on my show quite a few times, you guys love, from The Empress Evolution and Amelia Happiness Guru. And so Ace is a part of her incredible program and is just spreading so much love and awareness around spirituality and around what's going on right now. And we had such a powerful conversation. And I just loved hearing his story and his journey and everything that he's learned and what he's going through and what he wants to share now. It was just so insightful. And I thought it was really cool to hear a real like masculine guy, like really get into it and like also really share where he is spiritually and like what he's seeing and what he thinks is happening in the world and like what he wants others to know and how others to awaken. So I just thought it was such a cool episode. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. As always, if you do, please make sure you take a screenshot, post on social, tag everything with Allie Levine and tag Allie Levine Design so we can share it and share the love. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave a five-star review. Write about a guest you love, an episode you love, why you love the show. Anything you want to share really helps the show. I'm almost at 300 reviews. We've got 250. So I'm like literally almost there with my August goal. I would so love it if you guys would help me get there. I'm thinking like 500 reviews by the fall. It's so doable now and you guys made it that way. So thank you so, so much for that. And as always, thank you so much for all the love. I've been reading all your DMs. I'm still getting back to them. And if you guys have guest suggestions, I've gotten a few of those lately, please feel free to send them. I love looking into people that you guys are interested in. That's why I love this show and this community. So thank you so much. I hope you guys love today's show. Have a great week. And as always, be yourself. Show up authentically and just be you. Happy Monday, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. And here's Ace. This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. You guys, I am so excited. I have another incredible guest on the show with me. I have Ace Akimbo, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about Ace because I think his story and his background is so unique, and I was so excited to have him on. So Ace is a former U.S. Army intelligence officer and Silicon Valley bred tech executive. His passions are spirituality, philosophy, psychology, cultural dynamics, and the future of the human race. He is the first male coach in Amelia Love's happiness program, focusing on the lifelong disciplines of forgiveness, presence, and the attainment of permanent peace. And you guys, for those that have listened to my podcast for a while, you know exactly who Amelia Love is and the happiness program. I've spoken to it so many times. I've gone through her program myself and said how amazed I was by how much I learned about myself and actually really, truly finding true happiness after being, you know, 36 years old and realizing, wow, there was so much I was unhappy about that I had to work through. And you guys know she's been on quite a few times. So I was so excited when I found out she had this first male coach because all of you know that I've been listening. And even if you're new here, I have been speaking so heavily about this awakening, everything that's going on, how much we have to raise our vibration, how the women are leading the charge, but how men really like to step up now too. And that's why I was so excited about Ace. So Ace, welcome to my show. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I know that was a little like outpour, but I, I've seriously, I was so excited when I saw Amelia was working with you and that she had this first male coach. I said to her, I was like, oh my God, this is freaking genius. Like, of course you would have this. And then when I checked out your background, I was 
blown away. And I was like, I have to have him on my show, introduce me to him. So that's how Ace wound up here. So Ace, why don't you tell my audience a little bit more about you before we kind of dive into all things, because I'm super excited for this conversation. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm uh, second generation uh, Korean American. Uh, we, we call it second generation, but most people will probably call it And I uh, grew up in a, you know, a Christian home, um, Korean American. And so the Korean American community typically revolves around the church. And so um, at a young age, uh, I just had a passion for, uh, for God and spirituality. And uh, I remember um, when I was about five or six years old, uh, uh, walking into the sanctuary with my parents and, and seeing, uh, seeing the pastor at the pulpit. And uh, from a young age, I thought I wanted to be a pastor. Um, but, uh, you know, life happened and, uh, I ended up, uh, you know, joining the military instead, um, which, uh, um, actually started out, uh, with me going to a military academy up in New York, uh, and then, uh, spent, uh, five years in the army after that as an officer. Um, I was, uh, based out of Seattle, uh, and then I spent uh, a year in Iraq and Afghanistan. And so, um, you know, as a, as a young patriot and, um, you know, and, uh, um, you know, a servant of God, um, I really believed in, um, you know, what we were, you know, our country and what we're doing uh, overseas to, uh, to protect liberty and freedom. Um, but after losing a few friends um, in, in both uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, and, you know, getting disillusioned by the integrity of a lot of um, military leadership, I uh, ended up leaving and, and joined the marketplace. And so, uh, with my degree in electrical engineering, I uh, moved down from Seattle to uh, San Francisco, uh, and I spent uh, 11 years there uh, working in tech uh, as well as uh, medical devices. And so I've got experience in, in both um, the, the, uh, the business side of healthcare as well as uh, um, software and technology in Silicon Valley. Um, and uh, I ran into Amelia. Uh, I, we actually crossed paths about five, six months ago. And uh, I was absolutely fascinated with her because she had, uh, you know, both uh, the spirituality, which was which was extremely, um, you know, att attractive and just resonated with me. And then she also had this uh, this very passionate uh, side that not only did she put her spirituality into action into helping other people and developing coaches out of her own students. Um, I believe that's very important because you have a lot of leaders out there that just want to stay at the top and, they're, and they don't elevate you know, their followers up to their level and above. And she's, um, she's a true leader in that sense. Uh, and, and she wants to see her uh, students succeed, their clients succeed uh, above her, um, above her level, which, um, uh, which is very rare. Uh, but I also saw this truther side to her. Um, and, uh, that's, and, and watching those two worlds collide, the spirituality and truther, uh, worlds was um, really blew my mind uh, because you know growing up um, in this in the deep south um, you know I had a very conservative upbringing um, but after getting you know sort of disillusioned by um, you know uh, our country's agenda overseas and you know spending uh, nearly a decade in San Francisco I become somewhat liberalized um, if you will and uh, mm -hmm. and also started exploring um, other spiritual modalities outside of the Christian box that I was raised in. Um, and so I, um, during my time in San Francisco, it was, it was quite formative for me just exploring other um, spiritual traditions I made, um, you know, and, uh, and having that all coalesce um, with, the, with the spiritual tribe that, uh, that, that Amelia uh, leads has been, uh, has been amazing. I, I really feel like I've, I found my spiritual community and family. Wow, that's so amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. First off, thank you so much, of course, for your service. And I'm so sorry about your friends. I can't even imagine doing what you have done and so many others do and have done for us. And, um, you know, when you mentioned in New York Military Academy, are you talking about like by uh, the West Point area? Yes. Uh, so I am a graduate of West Point. 
Okay. So it's so funny. I was just getting like weird chills and tingles when you were talking because I told you before we started recording, I'm originally from New York and I grew up by Monroe, um, Central Valley area, which is right by West Point. And my house is on their roads growing up. And it used to literally be right next to West Point. And we would see the cadets when they would land incorrectly, they would land either behind or in my yard. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Maybe like jumping out and doing different exercises. So it was really funny. So when you said that, I was like, it has to be saying your military academy. I'm like, it's gotta be the one, you know, right by my house. So I just thought that was really funny that we already had this uh, thing in common, even though we, you know, don't really know each other. And, you know, on a spiritual note, you know, I feel like everyone I connect with and align with in some way, I know them or somehow I was near them. Like, it's so interesting to me how that keeps happening to me. And I love that you said that about Amelia too, because I was blown away when she, you know, reached out to me and we started working together and everything. And she said, you know, you are an incredible, you know, woman and force in the space, but I can tell that like, there is a part of you that's missing something. And like, how can I help that? And what can I do? And, you know, and and I was blown away by, you know, how not only passionate she was about the spiritual side, but like you said, that truth side of like, and it was funny because, you know, she would like curse and then say something laughingly. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, you're so different than like, most out there but I think that's what makes so many gravitate towards her because she's just so authentically herself but yet she wants to uplift so many others to be able to do the same thing as her and more like you said and so I think it's so cool that you're getting to now you know work with her because like you know let's be honest most men like my husband who I love to death like they don't have that side where they can be like that open and that's why I think it's so cool that, you know, someone like you, especially someone who served in the military and all these things like are a coach now and are going to be like working in this space. So why don't you share a little bit about like that side of you and what your intention is like that you being the first male happiness coach and like, you know, what your, you know, what your intention is and what, you know, you want to do and what you're building. Because I feel like, as I was saying in the beginning of this, as women are really going for the charge on this and really tapping into so much, you know, of course, of their feminine and also masculine energy and like really speaking truth and also empowering, you know, other women to do the same and to stand up and and be strong and claim their sovereignty and everything. Men, you know, they obviously have a different type of strength to them, but I do believe more and more men are going to have to kind of step into that side of them as well. And I find with most males in my life that I know, they are very, very of the, you know, heterosexual side. And they're very, very of the, um, what would I say, traditional, where they don't, you know, it's either crazy to them, or they can't understand it, or they're just not going to get into the conversation. And it's just so interesting to me that like, you know, you are kind of going to be the charge of this, like, what is that like for you? And what would you share? Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks. Um, Yeah. So, I would say a lot of it had to do around peace in my heart and healing. Um, I obviously I saw a lot of conflict um, uh, during my time in war um, and, uh, uh, you know, was traumatized. Um, I've I've been in, uh, you know, a handful of firefights, ID attacks. Um, You know, we we raided homes of civilians, separating the military age men from the women and children. Um, One particular raid I remember uh, where we had separated, it was some sort of a huge family gathering in, uh, in Iraq. Um, and, uh, and, um, you know, we had targeted this home, uh, because of, uh, suspected, um, Al-Qaeda activity. And, uh, it was a huge family gathering. We had separated the men from the women and the, and the head of the household had a young infant daughter, probably no more than two years old. And, um, and when she saw, you know, all of us in our uniforms, you know, um, you know, separating everyone, starting to do a, you know, a thorough search of the of the house. Um, while the men and women were separated, this I saw this little baby girl crying and crawling towards her dad on the opposite side of the room. Um, and that I remember just that image, you know, still you know haunts me to this day. Um, and so I just thought about that. You know, I just thought about you know that what you know, short and long-term impacts, you know, my actions had not on a political scale, but on a, on a personal scale on, on these individuals' lives. And, and so that obviously that, that made me sort of expand my, um, you know, my 
um, consideration of everything else and all the other reasons, you know, public um, and and hidden uh, that were um, that, that we had occupied a foreign nation. Um, and so, you know, I and, and I also lost, uh, you know, um, one of my closest friends um, in Iraq as well. And uh, I was a, a night battle captain at the time, and I was, I actually called in the the air medevac that. Uh, that, that picked him up after an IED attack and firefight and uh, wow. and flew him out. And um, I called in that nine line medevac and then he ended up passing away um, in German airspace um, on the way to the hospital, um, the combat hospital um, out there. And so um, it was kind of at that moment where I, you know, I kind of came, it, it, it was the beginning of the dark night of the soul for me and and for me i would probably say uh my dark night lasted a few years um <laughs> but uh you know I, I um my friend had visited me in a dream and um and gave me a message which which still resonates uh you know um with me to this day um but i i just that's that's when my worldview really just got turned upside down you know i decided okay i, I I no longer wanted to pursue a career in the military. I wanted to go into the marketplace. Um, and, and at that point, sort of my relation with God was, had been stressed. And so, um, you know, moving down to California and to, into the Bay Area, I had another culture shock, you know, being raised uh, uh, here in the South. And uh, um, really, I, it was the first time my life had no structure, like, I, um, I, like no authority telling me what to do and when to do it. You know, I grew up in a, a typical Asian uh, household with tiger parents. Um, obviously, I went to West Point, my, um, both my younger sisters, uh, you know, went to Ivy League schools. Um, um, my youngest is a medical doctor. Um, and, um, you know, in the military, you still have that same structure as well. And believe it or not, I joke around, but I, I tell people I actually had more freedom at West Point than I did, you know, under my parents' roof. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, that's that's really when I, I I sort of went off the deep end. And, and my story here is uh, dissimilar from a lot of other veterans, you know, uh, drinking, living a fast life. And uh, and it soon, uh, you know, um, spiral downward and and I knew I needed some sort of structure some sort of stability and I um, and I can never deny um, the spiritual aspect um, to life and so I decided to go back to church and um, you know I'm an all-or-nothing kind of guy and so I I really dived uh, you know deep back into the church Um, you know I started leading uh, men's uh, bible study groups and and uh, and prayer meetings Um, all the while uh, living sort of a double life and 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 partying on the side and um, and people around me saw this. They saw me struggling um, and uh, they they didn't know how to help me. Right and and I was told so many times. I, I think you need to go you know see some professional help about your PTSD. You probably have PTSD from the military, um, but my Christian doctrination was so strong. Uh, I was convinced that just praying to Jesus would heal me. Right. And, uh, and it, it, it soon came to the point where I was actually excommunicated from, uh, from this church. And so that further, you know, sort of um, split me uh, and put stress and strain on my relationship with the divine as well. Wow. Um, and, and God, because, you know, the church had abandoned me, right? And so, uh, and so that's when I, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, sort of went back on a path, um, a similar path, but, you know, things were a little bit more manageable in my life, um, ended up uh, getting into, um, into a pretty serious relationship with, uh, you know, someone that I thought was the one, and um, it was one of those relationships where all of your, your toxic habits uh, and, uh, and, and shadows come out, and, uh, and so that relationship ended spectacularly, uh, and I had lost a job at that point, and so I was, I, I was, came face to face, um, you know, with myself. And um, this was the first time in my life I was truly suicidal. And, uh, and from that moment, I said, okay, um, it's either, you know, shoot or get off the pot. Um, uh, and so I, it really came down to the people in my life, um, the, the love I have for my family and my friends um, that I decided to, to seek help. And so um, again, um, being the kind of guy that I am, um, I started seeing three different therapists a week. <laughs> um, one uh, was a Christian therapist. Uh, another was a uh, holistic doctor because I saw so many of my friends uh, succumb to op- opioid addiction. I didn't want any 
you know, prescription medicines, pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third, I saw a, uh, a specialist uh, with PTSD. They all helped in, the, in, a, in a certain way, but the holistic doctor, um, uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll talk about the, uh, the, um, the PTSD, the, the, the trauma psychologist first. Um, she took me through a um, healing modality called EMDR. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I have heard of it. Uh, yep. You can, you can I, I hear about it because like there's some people I'm sure listening that don't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I highly recommend it to, to, to everybody. Um, uh, and I know a lot of people who, who do it on a, uh, on a regular basis. Um, but it has to do with eye movement and um, an activation of, uh, of your nervous system on, um, on the left and right side of your bodies and, and ultimately on, on your left and right hemisphere. And as you, uh, um, as a, the, uh, the medical, uh, the physician or the, um, the psychologist takes you through your trauma and, and you recount that event, um, something happens in, in your mind. And so um, the way I see it is trauma, um, the, the way the, the mind treats trauma is that it'll take a specific event and usually it's a memory and it'll sequester that in your mind and it'll, it'll use a lot of your subconscious energy, just repressing that memory, not thinking about it, ignoring it. Uh, and so when you're tired or you're drunk or, or stressed, your subconscious mind loses that energy to, to continue repressing it. And then it comes out that, that unexpressed emotion comes out as, as rage, anger, sadness, depression, uh, what have you. And so um, what I found um, is that while, you know, you, while your eyes are moving left and right, um, you know, maybe perhaps you're following a, a light bar during EMDR or you're holding paddles that are vibrating alternately in your left and right hand, it activates um, both hemispheres of your brain and it allows that, and as you're recounting that narrative, it allows that narrative to come into harmony with the rest of your conscious mind. And so you begin to see this, the, the, the traumatic experience as not something that happened to you, but just something that happened. Um, and so you start, uh, you, you stop seeing yourself as a victim and you just start seeing yourself as a, um, you know, a, as a character or, as a, or, or even better as an observer. And so from that observer standpoint, you're able to see all the different dynamics around that trauma. You're, you're able to see the trauma of maybe perhaps the other people involved and you're, you're able, you know, in my case, I was able to get um, a, a real, uh, you know, valuable lesson um, around, uh, around uh, the nobility of sacrifice for one's nation uh, and, and love for your fellow man um, and um, when it's necessary and when it's unnecessary. Um, so that, that, was, that was huge for me. Um, um, but segueing to the um, holistic doctor, She's the one that really um, opened my eyes uh, up to um, uh, sort of a, an indiscriminate um, and unbiased approach to spirituality. Um, and so um, I, I was actually very afraid to, um, to start exploring outside of the Christian doctrine. Um, you know, as, as you know, you know, uh, uh, modern, uh, you know, particularly evangelical Christian, Christianity, but all Christianity really says that anything outside of the Christian box, the Christian doctrine teachings is a cult, is, is of the devil, is demonic. Um, you know, um, there's certain pastors that says, you know, there's a devil called Buddha, there's a, you know, a devil called Shiva, you know, there, there's a devil called Allah, right? And, uh, and um, I, you know, I, 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 basically gave myself permission to to start exploring uh these other spiritual modalities and and, um and found uh, a lot of truth in in a lot of them and and so um obviously being in san francisco um big burner community burning man community um a lot of friends you know into crystals and and um and meditation and yoga so i started um you know integrating that into my spiritual practice and it was really the, the meditation aspect of it um, that really helped me um, overcome uh, a, a lot of my trauma, um, and uh, and it really opened up uh, my uh, my spiritual life. I love that, and it's so you know I've had I've had so many incredible guests on, and so many speak of meditation, and I love that so many find their way to meditation in so many different ways. I did too, you know, when I went through 
my postpartum depression and my dark night of the soul that definitely lasted for more than a year or so. And I went through all that and, you know, coming out the other side of it and finding the light in the tunnel meditation for me really was like, it really saved me. Like, yes, other things were great. And yes, other therapies helped, but like, I truly believe, and I tell this to everyone, like meditation truly saved me. Like I felt it from my mental to my physical, to my spiritual well-being. Like I just couldn't believe the changes in my everyday life and what it did. And still now, like now being a mom of two and having so much going on, like meditation has literally changed my life. And I've communicated that to, you know, my husband. And so he is very aware of, you know, my practice and knowing like when I need time to meditate, being a busy mom and all things we have going on and a wife and all these things, like letting me honor myself and being able to meditate. And, you know, I love that you shared that because I also really appreciate your vulnerability around, you know, saying that how you were brought up and then giving yourself permission to explore, because I agree with you. I think that there are so many different religions that have kind of told us, whether it's Catholic, Christian, Buddhist, you know, all these are ones who have said like, you know, you can't do this, or it can't be that, or it's this way, not that way. But when you really think about that, like, and I know I'm, I'm going to get shit for this, and that's fine. But, you know, in my opinion, when you really think about that, like, are those God's laws or are those man-made laws? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, is it really of God that's saying like, don't do those things? Because if it brings you back to God and it brings you back to your spirituality and your, and your higher self and source and really allows you to connect with the highest, that's what God wants for all of us, right? And so why is it that you're not allowed to explore other modalities? Why is it that you're not allowed to access you know, crystals and see the actual intentions behind that and all these things. And, you know, I have a bunch of crystals on my, you know, on my wrist right now, my bracelet that I wear all the time. And I have, you know, very good friends who create amazing crystal jewelry. And I remember years ago when my one friend Heather was like telling me, like, I really want you to wear these and try these and just see how you feel. And I still look at her like she was crazy. And I was like, I'm not going to feel anything. And I don't really get it. And I'm not really supposed to get it. And it was like very much like I was really against it. And then I started realizing like I'm blocking myself from something potentially that actually could be of benefit to me. And like same thing, that permission. And now, you know, I've been wearing them for years and I swear I feel the, you know, amplification and the intention and I give them as gifts to all my friends and family. And I see the differences even with stuff with them. And, you know, I just love how beautifully you shared how much you not only were vulnerable, but you opened that space up to like, okay, I'm going to give myself permission to explore. I'm still going to stay centered in what I believe and who I am as ace, but I'm going to allow myself to be open up to, you know, a different type of searching in this realm because what I've been doing is not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, and and uh, you know, I I really believe that uh, you know God is in all of those. Uh, you know, every religion, because when you think about it, you know, our planet before you know um, we became a global society, you had all these different people groups, um, all with this amnesia, all not really knowing where humanity comes from, and so they all. Um, they all had their own way of seeking uh, their connection uh, to the divine. They, they all, you know, we all, you know, in our different parts of the globe uh, would look up at the stars at night and, and wonder, you know, who, you know, who am I? You know, who are we? Where do we come from? Where are we going? What's, what's, the pur- what's our purpose here? Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I believe that each person's path to finding that truth um, and remembering who they are um, all leads to a single single truth, and it doesn't matter, you know, um, you know what different archetypes or symbols or or uh, allegories or stories or mythologies that you tell yourself. It matters what you're doing in with that knowledge in the present, and and how you're uh, how you're living your life, how how that belief system, uh, um, uh, control not not controls but uh, rules your your mental life and how that mental life turns into action. Wow. I, I, I so agree with you and, and you're right. It's like, 
you know, we've been told so many stories, right? And we're learning now, especially for those that are awake, how much we've been lied to, how much isn't what they say it is, how much really, you know, has been made up as stories and, you know, again, quote unquote, laws and rules and, you know, whatever resonates for people of like, really, like you said, keeping you in control, keeping you in a certain, you know, system to say, this is what you're going to do and you're not going to do anything else. And I agree with you. Like there's so much beauty in allowing yourself to see like God is in everything. And I do truly believe that's what God, you know, wants us all to know and see. And I do believe in this time is showing us that with further and further exposure of like, I didn't create these systems. I did not want things to be like this. I wanted everyone to, you know, flow the way they choose to and align with what aligns with them. And as long as they are, you know, coming back to God, like that's all, you know, God wants. And so it's just, it's so interesting. I've had so many conversations lately with people who are like, you know, I the same thing, what you were saying about like the Christian, like they're like, well, you know, that's demonic. Well, this, well, that. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm not going to even question you. All I'm going to say to you is, it's like, is that a rule or a man-made law or is that God? Like ask yourself that question. And I understand that that's a triggering question, but like truly is that God that you speak so highly of and you say is like, you know, the, you know, the all of everything we all, you know, for those that believe in God, like what we believe in and what God wants for us and wants for all of us and for our world, like, does it feel that way? Does it feel like that, you know, high vibration and that love and that light and the strength, or does it feel like control? Does it feel like fear? Because any kind of system in your life, if it feels like control or fear or anything like that, I've been telling people like question it, question why you feel that way and, and tap into your heart center and say, you know, is that really that or is this something else? Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And, 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 you know, God, the divine source, however you want to call it, mother nature gave us and it, it endowed us as our birthright free will. Uh, and that free will includes free thought, free speech and free action. And, and so, um, when we consider that, and then we consider what Jesus truly came on the earth to do was to destroy religion, right? He found himself at odds at every corner with the religious authority, um, you know, in his area. And, um, and he was really trying to destroy the box that religion has put people in. And I think that is probably one of the biggest, bigger issues when it comes to organized religion is that you have all these different, uh, you know, thought systems and belief systems claiming to have a monopoly on the truth, right? Um, saying, uh, well, our book is uh, the, the complete and inerrant word of God. But how is it possible that an eternal, infinite God can be confined to a finite teaching written by men? right? Especially when Jesus says things like, the kingdom of God is within you. You will do greater works than, than I will. Um, what's another one that he says? He, he says, uh, um, there's many things that I want to tell you, but you just can't bear it right now, right? And these are all things that he said to open up people's minds and have them search within and have their own connection with God, which he showed us how to do. Wow. that's a, So this is such a good segue into kind of more of what I was asking you with you being now the first male coach, you know, with Amelia and what you guys are building, you know, when you say that of like, you know, of what, you know, God said of like, you know, I, you know, there's so much, but I can't, you know, just tell you, like, I have to show you, what would you say with you being a coach? Like, what are you hoping to do, you know, with other men who maybe just aren't open in this space and don't even know how to be like, what would you share for any man listening who's, you know, taking the time to actually be a little bit open or curious and is, you know, kind of listening, kind of listening in and out? Like, what would you share? Because I know I do have quite a bit of male listeners. Of course, I have a lot of female, but I have quite a bit of male. And I would love for you to share, like, where do they start? And like, how do they, you know, start to really tap into that for themselves? Because I do feel it's going to be so much more important as we navigate, you know, these kind of crazy times. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's tough, because, uh, you know, I, I've, I've heard a lot echoed a lot, especially uh, recently, how, um, you know, people are waiting for the, the alpha male variant. <laughs> <laughs> I love that meme going around. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one. And um, it's, uh, you know, my, my time, you know, 
um, in uh, you know Amelia's Happiness Program. Obviously, it was you know written written for women. Um, uh, you know, really uh, had had me contemplating and meditating on on the nature of humans um, and uh, the divine masculine and divine feminine, or just simply the masculine and the feminine, right? Uh, and um, I, I believe one of the, the biggest uh, disservices that uh, organized religion, um, especially the, the main, um, you know, uh, um, mosaic traditions have done is they've, uh, they've created a masculine God and ignored the feminine aspect of God, right? And if, if man is made in the image of God, both man and woman, that means, uh, you know, our creator has both masculine and feminine aspects, uh, um, and as well as we as humans have both masculine and feminine aspects. And that's exactly what Jesus said when he said, you know, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Um, the, um, the, the Alpha is the masculine and the Omega is the feminine. And so uh, when you think about energies uh, and, and having both masculine and feminine, feminine energies, and the goal is to balance that within, uh, within ourselves and within our psyches and our souls, um, the alpha um, being the masculine is an expanding force, right? It's, it's, the, it's, um, it's, it, it's what allows, uh, you know, the masculine to focus on a task and expand his, uh, it, his horizons and, and explore and, and jump higher, run faster, uh, climb the highest peak. Uh, whereas the, the omega, the feminine aspect is contracting, right? And so it, it allows uh, you know, the feminine to to work within, to organize, to multitask, to to uh, make things beautiful, to nurture, and so having understanding that uh, we both as men and, and women have both masculine and feminine energies, uh, and and quite frankly, in most people they're imbalanced, and in our society it's imbalanced as well because we've had such a, a masculine energy uh, ruling. Um, governments ruling our economy. That's why it's all about growth and uh, you know and and getting more money. You know um, every organization out there, whether it's a nonprofit or pro, uh, or for profit organization, whether it's a religious or a secular organization, their main goal is to make more money and to expand its its horizons, its borders, and and increase its membership, right? But there's no balance in that feminine where it stops growth temporarily and goes to a natural cycle where it looks within and says, all right, we've grown big enough. Now, how can we transcend what we've, what we've done by looking inward and, uh, and enhancing ourselves uh, inside out, right? And so, um, you know, you can, you, can, um, you can use that analogy to, um, to assess not only organizations, but you can, you can do it to, to assess yourself, you know? Um, have I, you know, have I gone overboard in, in, in uh, you know, one aspect of my life and is it creating some sort of imbalance, right? Have I, have I grown, grown too big for my britches, as we like to say here in the South? Yeah, well, I mean, you saying that, like, so for a man, right, and they're maybe not as, you know, tapped into their feminine side and, you know, they want to maybe try to explore going within or maybe their partner wants to, like myself, wants to try to help them explore going further within, especially because for me personally, like I've been told by several different spiritual people in my life. And I've also felt it that my husband is actually very in touch and, and gifted and has very much a, his own um, spiritual, you know, just openness, but doesn't really, um, he's not really aware of it. He's very much, you know, he's, you know, he's a director of production accounting. He's very black and white. He's very, you know, if you can't see it, you know, it's not there kind of thing. Um, everything is very tangible. He needs to understand it in order to, you know, explain it to himself. You know, he's just very realistic, you know, and I'm obviously more of the dreamer creator, you know, head in the clouds kind of, you know, personality. And, you know, we've been together for um, over a decade now, and he's followed me on all my crazy <laughs> adventures and everything in life. And so he is, you know, spontaneous to a point and open, but then there's a part of him that definitely shuts down when he feels like it's quote unquote crazy, or it's just not something that, you know, resonates. And I'm just curious, you know, not just for my husband, but for anyone that's listening that has someone in their life that, you know, they feel the same, especially now while they're awakening and they're like, I want, you know, my male partner to be a part of this. I want them to start to open up too. I understand, of course, that comes within their own time because nobody can force someone to be spiritually awake, but 
what would you share like is a good way for men to start to kind of go within? Cause I'm sure this is part of your coaching program. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, I-, I would say it's, um, it's about, again, about balance. It's uh, and so, you know, with, and, and I think a lot of people are like this too, where, you know, our, our minds are constantly running, right? So our, our mental mind, our intellect is, is actually the, the alpha aspect to our psyche. The omega aspect to our psyche, uh, the feminine aspect is our intuition, right? And so in order to get in touch with our intuition, we first have to quiet the mind, right? And so that's why meditation is so important um, because meditation really is, is listening to your body and, and, and listening to your surroundings. Um, and, and that's how in, uh, intuition, just like, you know, um, your intellect is, is, uh, is a muscle and needs to be uh, exercised and trained and honed, uh, your intuition uh, operates the same way. And so um, learning how to listen to yourself in silence, being okay with silence, uh, slowing down, um, that's another aspect of, uh, of femininity. It's femininity takes things slowly, whereas masculinity, you know, wants to move fast and explosively. And so slowing down and, and really tapping into uh, your intuitive um, um, powers and, and, uh, and resources within your body um, is, uh, is key uh, in, in order to, to balance that. Absolutely. And I think that's so true. And, and I love that you said that of like the alpha, you know, and then the omega, it's, it's true. Like there is such a a dance between the two. And obviously for you, you know, being someone who served in the military and being like a major tech guy, and then also now having this major spiritual side and obviously a coach now and a very passionate coach, how do you personally find that kind of dance and balance between the two? Cause I can imagine it's gotta be hard for you too. Cause to be honest, like, you know, before I had you on, like I had no idea really what to expect. Like I had watched a little bit of you, you know, on a live, but like, other than that, like, you know, your picture is very, very like military man, you know, very like, you know, what like the normal status quo, like, like what I expected, but then like reading about you, I was like, okay, there's a lot more to him. And so obviously there's a lot more to all of us, but you know, for you personally, like, I'm curious how you're able to kind of balance the two, because you seem to really do have two very different sides of ACE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I would say it's learning. Um, I had to learn to, uh, and what really helped me sort of tap into my intuition um, and into the, uh, the feminine is learning how to spend time by myself, uh, learning to be alone with my thoughts uh, and learning how to be in silence. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fairly extroverted person um, and, and and gregarious, uh, you know, have a, a pretty vibrant social life. And, and so um, even to a lot of people, you, you know, your social life can, can turn into an addiction. It can turn into, you know, to the center of your identity where you lose c- the connection to who you are because you're, um, you know, you're out, um, you know, on it all the time and, 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 and presenting a, a, a public uh, face. And when you're alone, you're you're sort of lost. <laughs> you know you, you don't you don't know um, um, you know who you are, what you believe, um, and so um, discernment has a lot to do with uh, learning and understanding uh, when you should be um, amongst the company of others and when you need to be in the company of yourself. And so um, I don't really like the word uh, lonely anymore um, or alone. I like to use the word solitude. Um, and, uh, and learning to love solitude um, uh, is, um, is a true, uh, true treasure and a gift. Um, I actually uh, um, read once somewhere that uh, he who loves solitude is loved by God. Well, that's beautiful. So when you get to have that time in solitude, you said like you sit with your thoughts and you really allow yourself to kind of just be with yourself. Are there different practices that you would share that you feel work for you to help you to continue to not only, you know, give that to yourself, but also actually enjoy it? Because as you just described it, it's a gift. And there's many, I feel, who don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. 
it, it has to do with, uh, for me, I need to be balanced. Um, it, it needs to be a balance between, you know, um, active meditation where it's, it's more concentration and uh, yeah, contemplative, you know, where I will, uh, um, in certain meditation practices, I will allow my, my thoughts just to come to me, you know, stream of consciousness, um, observe them and let them go, um, learn to detach from them, uh, learn to think uncomfortable thoughts uh, uh, and, uh, and feel disturbing feelings and letting them go um, and, and understanding that uh, I am not those thoughts, I am not those feelings, but that they are teachers um, and, uh, and, and that their help, their ultimate uh, purpose is to help my evolution. Um, and then um, with that, uh, I think it's important that everyone dis, you know, forms for, their, for themselves what their beliefs and their value system is. Uh, when at the end of the day, what do you stand for and what do you stand against? What will you not tolerate and, and, and what will you fight for? And um, I, I think that's a, you know, for the warrior in me, that was very important, especially after, you know, becoming, you know, um, dischanted with, uh, um, with a lot of the, uh, the global uh, and domestic politics that's happening right now is to, is to really understand what it is that I believe and what it is that I stand for. Uh, and uh, meditation is huge for that. Um, on the flip side um, is in a very material sense is feeling comfortable in your body. And for me, that's when exercise um, and, and diet is, is really important. And, and those turn into disciplines as well. Uh, we have but one body um, and we spend all of our time in it, <laughs> um, except maybe when we're sleeping, right? And so um, having some physical activity that you enjoy doing, whether it's simply walking your dog or, or if you're into cardio or um, resistance bands or your Peloton, whatever it is, um, you know, engaging your body and, and perhaps even turning off the music and turning off the screen and, and just feeling your body and enjoying being embodied is, is huge for, uh, um, for me. And I, I think it's, uh, it's, you know, for a lot of people, it's, 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 it's therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so many powerful gems there. Well, when we were first talking, um, before we started recording, you were telling me a little bit about cloaking and some of the things that you do with your girlfriend. Could you share a little bit about that and like why you would want to do that. And, and you can kind of explain, you know, how that came up for me sharing what I shared with you. Yeah. Um, and, okay. Yeah. So I, I like to preface this a little bit with, uh, with some more spiritual uh, uh, truths. And so, um, you know, the Bible talks about the garden of Eden um, and how, uh, you know, Adam and Eve fell by partaking of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. Um, and, and not eating from the tree of life. And so, uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is an allegory for duality consciousness, and and uh, and um, and this duality consciousness is what gives humans uh, the ability um, and the choice to see relative good and evil, right? And so, um, it's a, it's a fallen form of consciousness that um, that is of the antichrist, and it's not Christ consciousness or Buddhic consciousness, and so. Um, that is what is truly evil in the world, and so there is an absolute good and an absolute evil. Um, absolute good is anything that is aligned uh, with, uh, with the will of God, with the perfect pure will of God and God's uh, pure creative intention. Anything else, any, anything that causes despair, death, suffering, pain is absolute evil. And so when we understand that, we, we know that as much as we're embodied in this physical 3D world, that there are uh, dark spiritual forces, uh, um, both within us um, as the ego, as well as uh, without us, uh, around us, that uh, attempt to hijack us, that, that attempt to program us, control us, deceive us uh, into uh, yielding our free will and yielding our spiritual power and energy uh, and siphoning it for, for, their, for their own um, evil intent. And so um, this, this is why we have, you know, such a swath um, of, uh, of, you know, mental disorders uh, um, in society, this, um, you know, um, now. And so it's important 
um, that you declare that, that you exercise your sovereignty, your free will um, through thought, word, and action, um, uh, your sovereignty, that you do not consent to, uh, to the tampering of any dark forces or entities uh, uh, in your mind and in your physical body, uh, as well as uh, cloaking. So that's so the, the, what I just uh, talked about when you declare um, your non-consent um, and you declare your sovereignty, um, that is shielding, right? You're, you're shielding yourself against uh, um, any forces that would come and try to deceive you uh, or lead you astray. But cloaking is, um, on the other hand, is um, is even more necessary, especially as you as you as you start to um, acquire uh, a more uh, spiritual gifts, uh, because uh, in a world of dark, uh, you know, the the brightest lights shine like a beacon, right? And so you be, you essentially become a target uh, for, for the darker entities because you have more light for them to siphon off. And so uh, cloaking um, it is a way to um, basically uh, um, make yourself invisible. Um, you, you know, I work in tech, so uh, another way, another word is, is to encrypt <laughs> your energy, if you will, uh, so that uh, um, dark entities can't siphon uh, uh, siphon that or even or even locate you in, in certain cases and so there is a um, uh, there's a meditation um, uh, from uh, Guan Yin uh, who is uh, an ascended master uh, a female Buddha um, and she is uh, she is one of the guardians of the violet flame alongside uh, the ascended master Saint Germain and uh, Archangel Zadkiel and so you can invoke um, Guan Yin's uh, violet flame cloak uh, and, the, and there's a meditation you can find on YouTube uh, on this. And um, this meditation uh, allows you to uh, cloak yourself uh, in, the, in the spiritual uh, uh, realms uh, and cloak your finer bodies so that you uh, are uh, less susceptible to uh, the attacks of darker entities. Oh, wow. You'll have to send that to me so I can put it in the show notes for everyone. Yeah. Wow, that's so powerful and so so uh, cool. And you know, when you were speaking to, when you were getting into kind of you know how that all um, happens and evolves, and I I appreciate how you spoke to how from the beginning and you know where you know where it is now. And then you talked about how the darker entities and you know everything essentially do it to hijack us and to be able to use it to their own advantage. You know, do you feel with what's going on? in the collective and in our world right now, but there that's a lot of what's been happening. Absolutely, it's both that as well as an imbalance of the masculine and feminine. So um, I am, uh, uh, let's see, how do, how do I put this? So I am, I've, I'm not anti-vax, if you will, um, but we, we all know what's going on medically in our in our country. And, and I, I've, I've, you know, I, I know how to take a hit for the team. I've, I'm, I've been shot up with anthrax. And, <laughs> and smallpox vaccines before deploying so uh you know I, i'm all about compassion and and you know and and uh and protecting others especially the most vulnerable and the weakest among us um however um we have an imbalance uh in our in our um uh, with our intellectual mind and our intuitive mind and so our intellectual mind is telling us that hey uh we can hijack and and, and we can uh um, we can hack, if you will, our uh, our natural biology. We can hack billions of years of evolution by sending in this, you know, mRNA technology, uh, and it, it makes absolute no sense when you when you consider the fact that you know ninety eight percent of uh, you know our, our DNA is called junk DNA by geneticists themselves, right? And so, um, you know, what kind of arrogance that, uh, does it take for us to believe that we can, uh, you know, we can control these supremely complex biological vehicles that, that, that we're carrying. And so um, there's that, uh, but uh, also when it comes to uh, the, the spiritual, uh, we've, we've lost it, uh, you know, touch with our intuition, right? And, we, and we've, we've, lost, we've lost touch with that. And so um, it's, uh, uh, it's about really understanding and, and, and feeling, what, once you feel your own humanity, and once you have compassion for your own humanity, once you've healed your shadows, then you start having compassion for others, right? Um, the, the, the lack of compassion or uh, what we're seeing now, uh, the weaponized compassion, right? 
people saying, you know, blaming this, you know, this is all, you know, a pandemic of the unvaccinated, the unvaccinated are selfish. Well, how really selfless are you? Do you really care about, uh, you know, others? Is that really why you're taking, you know, this, this experimental shot? Or do you just want to travel, right? Or, or, or do you just want to keep your job? Or, or even, or even worse, or have you dissociated, uh, you know, yourself from, from all of the, um, repeat offenses, you know, uh, that, that have occurred uh, when the strange bellow, bedfellows of, of state and, and uh, the med pharma cartel ha, um, have, have uh, colluded in the past, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, deciding not to dissociate, you know, looking at those things and taking the, the complete body of evidence that's before us and, and using that to, to make your decision, right? Not, not just hand-waving it away because this is an emergency situation, you know, and, and extreme times cause for extreme measures. No, that's not, that's not the truth. Uh, and, you know, when we, when we act out of fear, um, that's when we have a lot of problems, um, both personally and as a collective. Um, and, and I think we're seeing a lot of that now. Um, it's, um, you know, uh, in the political realms, uh, you know, when when it comes to to medicine, and and we've, uh, uh, you know, we, we've forgot to have, we 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 forgot to maintain reverence and respect uh, for um, the bodies that we're in, and and the intelligent divine design uh, that that created them, and and the years of evolution and, and transcendence that uh, our bodies uh, have have gone through to get to where we are today. Yeah, well, and I, I really appreciate you saying that because like being a military guy, like you said, you've been shot up with everything, right? And so you're like, I'm not anti-vax, which by the way, like I love that everyone loves to use that term because that term was also created to put a label on something. And, you know, you don't know people's stories and you don't know, you know, things that others have gone through. You know, me being someone who's been in the social media space and the motherhood space for quite some time, I've had thousands upon thousands of moms reach out to me about horror stories of their children passing and injured from all kinds of vaccines. And, you know, I wouldn't ever look at them and be, you know, you're anti-vax, like you've been through a horrible situation and therefore it made you look at something differently. And so, you know, I think like you were saying, when people now, you know, and political structures and different things around us are saying it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated, you know, it's really to put people against each other and to create further divide and man-made, you know, divide and polarity and all these issues and instead of obviously, you know, us unifying and I just find it so interesting for those that don't see it, it's what you were just saying. It's that cognitive dissonance. It's that ego and that, you know, of the mind and saying, I'm not going to look at anything. I'm not going to look at, you know, what is in front of me as actual people who have died from this, that have been paralyzed, that have had adverse effects, the list go on. I'm just going to say, oh, it's emergency use. Oh, I'm going to do my part, give you, give you my arm and move on. And it's so wild to me because I have quite a bit of family and friends who have done it. And I've spoken my truth to them and I've had to make my peace with their decisions. And it's very hard to watch because I think because I am so spiritually aligned and connected and awake, I see things so differently. And I know like how you were saying of like how something actually feels versus what's being told to you. And I know like for me personally, how it feels like it doesn't feel good. And so, you know, it's, um, it's very interesting, even with people I know who are like super, super smart in so many different areas, but they're just not spiritually connected. And so they don't have that connection to that. And they don't realize that. And they're just looking at me like I'm crazy. And like you said, quote unquote, anti-vax and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. Like, why don't you like look at the other things in front of you instead of just slapping a label and saying, but I just want to go back to fucking normal. Right, right. And that, uh, yeah, and to, to dovetail off that, that's why it's, it's so important to have that inner practice, right? To, to, to access and be able to know your inner truth, because without that, then, then you're easily deceived. Right, exactly. And I think there are so many being deceived right now that don't realize that they're even being deceived and they really do believe they're doing, you know, the right thing for themselves and for others. And, you know, obviously who are we to say what's right and wrong, but at the end of the day, what you just spoke to of the actual individual of who we are and our truth, like only, you know, what that is and what that feels like and what 
feels right. And I think it's crazy that we're at a point now where people are literally like, just get it, just get it. You're the problem, just get it. And it's like, whoa, (laughs) how about pro body autonomy? How about the fact this is like my body, my choice, and I'm allowed to decide if this works for me or doesn't. If you did it for you, like good for you. Maybe I don't agree with it, but like that was your choice. Like don't take away my choice just because you want me to have your choice. Right, right. Yep, exactly. And and I will even go so far as to say that, you know, coercing anyone um, with the threat of punishment uh, if they don't comply is violence. It's you are violating the sovereignty of an individual's birthright to their own body. Yeah, it's it's so true. I mean, you know, God made us to be, you know, sovereign beings and, you know, like you said, like have free will and (laughs) clearly over, you know, years and years and years, you know, that's all been slowly kind of taken away from us. And I feel like now that we're getting to this level, it's at such an extreme now that it's interesting. I've had so many reach out to me that are kind of waking up and are like, oh, I'm kind of seeing what you were talking about a year ago. And it is kind of getting crazy. I'm like, how is this happening? And this is kind of nuts. And I'm like, see, this is not just about this. There is so much more to this picture, to this agenda, whatever you want to call it. Like there, I truly believe, and I said this to my husband and my close friends, like I truly believe we are in a full-blown spiritual war. We are, we are, absolutely. And so um, now, uh, now, more than ever, uh, it's so important to uh, to gain discipline um, over your body and uh, your and your mind and your spirit uh, to to do uh, um, to forgive others um, as well as to uh, to learn to live in acceptance. Um, and so that that's really the core of my spiritual practice. I believe in um, you know what's called Christhood or Christ consciousness, um, as well as uh, Buddhahood or Buddha consciousness and and. Uh, um, I define Christ consciousness. Um, uh, it's not my definition. It was a, this is a definition that was given to me. Is um, when a soul um, lives in complete acceptance of all other parts of God. All other parts of God, meaning all other living sentient beings, and mm-hmm. and and that includes um, 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 the Earth, right, our planet. And then uh, Buddha consciousness is when a uh, a soul uh, lives at uh, perfect peace with its current state of reality, right? Uh, learning to, to accept uh, n- the now uh, and live in presence. And that's really what, uh, what Amelia's Happiness Program is about. It's, uh, it focuses around uh, uh, forgiveness and presence. Oh, absolutely. And I learned that heavily. And it was wild for me because it was all during the pandemic when I was pregnant and it was like, whoa, game on. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was beautiful and, and, and it was truly life-changing for me, but it was, um, it was something that, you know, I never thought I would experience the way I did. And even now, like going through it, I'm like, wow, the, there's just so many shifts in my own life, small and large from the happiness program. And, you know, it was funny when I first started becoming friends with Amelia and, you know, she would claim, you know, the like, you know, be, you know, the ultimate happiness. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. Like everybody like says that. And she's like, no, seriously, like this is permanent happiness. And it's funny when people hear that, right? It's very much like what you were saying earlier on when we were talking about kind of how systems are like, you know, oh, you know, more and more money and more this and, you know, keep, you know, keep making, getting more rich and keep doing this. And it's kind of the same like thought because of what we've been taught and, you know, kind of brainwashed in of like, oh, permanent happiness, like, oh, sure. What are you talking about? But then when you actually go through the program, it's like, oh, what you just said, that forgiveness, that stillness, that presence, that's what actually creates that true happiness. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's so, it's so, it's just so interesting when, you know, you get to have these kind of high vibe conversations and, you know, you realize like there, it's so funny, right? Like you look at people who are, you know, gazillionaires, billionaires, whatever, and they have everything and they're not happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you wonder like, but you have everything, like, 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 what could you be missing? Like you've got everything. But then when you think about it, like they don't have those simple things and they don't have those practices and they don't have that support. And it makes so much more sense to me now as I'm older to be like, oh yeah, like 
society for so long has shown us these shiny things and these objects and all these things that are like, don't get me wrong. Like I've been a celebrity stylist for over a decade. Like I've been, you know, covered in, you know, jewels and, you know, diamonds and dresses galore and heels. And like, I love a good Louis Vuitton. Like I, I love that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I look at it so differently. The attachment I used to have to that kind of stuff years ago and what it shifted to me now, it's like a completely different way of viewing those things. Yeah, 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 and, and and that's 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 um, that's the the balance that we're that we're called to to strike, you know, while we're embodied is is um, is learning to enjoy uh, and, and learning to uh, use our creative energies and our ability to to manifest um, uh, in alignment with uh, with with our spirit, right? And and so that that's where the dissatisfaction comes from, right? Um, I, I, how how can one possibly feel good about being a million a billionaire or a trillionaire um, uh, when you know that there's so much you know th there's other people out there who are suffering it and you have the ability to ease that right um, and 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 I think that's why you see you know a, a lot of celebrities after you know they've they've hit a certain mark where they just completely focus on charity right um, it's because they, they've they've built up you know this you know the the alpha expansion uh, within their personal lives, but um, th they found that you know when they look inside that it's uh, it's lost meaning, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's 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 so true. Well, Ace, this conversation was so powerful, and I appreciated everything you know you shared and how vulnerable you were about your own journey. I think it's going to help so many, especially what, what we're kind of going through as a collective right now and are going to continue to go through as we go through all these, you know, shifts. I mean, before I let you go, of course, tell us where we can find you and follow you, you know, pimp yourself out. Everything will be in the show notes, guys. But is there anything else you'd want to leave my audience with before I let you go? Yeah. Um, yeah. First, uh, you know, I, I would, I'm grateful for Amelia for, for putting us together and, and, um, and, you know, just the personal benefits I've had from, uh, from her happiness program. Um, and just personally for me, uh, I am, I'm a, I'm a new man because, because, uh, because of uh, the work I've done with her. Um, I, I wake up earlier in the morning now. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, better than I've ever been. So, <laughs> uh, so please follow you, uh, follow Amelia. Uh, she's at, uh, Amelia happiness guru on Instagram. Um, and, uh, and watch the video that she has, uh, on, um, this massive heaven on earth project, um, that, that I am, uh, uh, working with her on, um, to help, uh, folks, uh, exit the matrix and, and basically, um, have a safe haven, um, while, while the world around us is, 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 um, you know, figuring itself out. Um, also please, uh, follow and join, uh, Empress at Empress Evolution 1111. Uh, Amelia offers coaching options, uh, uh, ranging from uh, VIP prices down to uh, donation-led classes uh, suitable for anyone, um, uh, men and women. Uh, and uh, if you want to uh, work specifically with me, uh, just mention my name uh, in the survey um, uh, and book a free call. And you can find and you can book this call on her Instagram page. There's a, a link on her on her bio as well. Yeah, I'll put that all in the show notes, of course. And and anyone who's been listening to my show is very familiar because I've had a me on quite a few times. Everyone's very familiar. And I've posted about Empress Evolution on my social several times. And I've shared my journey of what I've learned from Amelia and the incredible coaches like Desimon at, um, you know, Empress Revolution and everything. So that'll definitely all be in the show notes. Um, and Ace, if they want to work with you, they just mention Ace, right? Right. Awesome. Well, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. There was so many gems. I hope you really sit there with it and really let it, you know, hit your heart and resonate with you. I think if there's anything I can tell you to take away from this episode, because there was just so much goodness, but I think it would be to really be, allow yourself to be in solitude, like Ace said, and to tap into yourself and to use discernment and to know what really feels right and what really feels like fear. And guys, thank you so much. Until next time. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.